Hi, Mom, and welcome to the Interesting Podcast, where we know a little about a lot. We're your hosts. I am the now proud owner of a rolling pin, Annika. (laughs) And I am the now proud giver of a rolling pin, Paige. (laughs) Thank you so much, Paige. If you did not listen to our last episode, we went off on this tangent about cooking, and I brought up how I still do not own a rolling pin. (laughs) <laughs> and I've always just used a bottle of vodka. Mm-hmm. And I think during, like, right after I said that, you must have gone on Amazon and you bought me a rolling pin. Literally, as you were doing it, I did that. As you were doing, like, talking about it. It's gorgeous. It's marble. It has its own wooden stand. Mike came home and he saw it on the counter and he looked at me and goes, is this another Ambien purchase? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not at all. There was a lot of thought put into this one. So... Because it is a holiday week. Happy 4th of July, everybody, by the way. Happy America Week. In 1776, Britain blew a 13-colony lead. And it's just... USA. We are so pleased about it. The original Brexit. was slightly more violent. OG Brexit. Here we are. I have cousins that live in England. And one time, one of them was was visiting me over the 4th of July. And... (laughs) Do you feel weird about it? I felt a little odd about it. I was like, are we sell- Are we doing this or are we not? Right? We're like, I mean, maybe you don't really understand what it- he doesn't understand what it is. It's just true. Like, what do English people think about our day to celebrate the fact that we aren't their bitch anymore? I don't know. That has to be so awkward for Meghan Markle. <laughs> this is true. I wonder what she's probably just like not going to be in public. Maybe not. I wonder if she's going to wear a red, white, and blue themed outfit, though. I mean, their colors are red, white, and blue. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and their colors are red, white, and blue, too. So I guess it all just comes down to the stars and stripes. And then just to add insult to injury, yesterday the women's team, U.S. team, beat the English team. Yeah. But it's fine. You got to have give us this. We're having a hard time over here, okay? I mean, it was centuries ago. Yeah. If if we're still hung up on that, then I don't mm. know. It wasn't working out for anyone involved. It really wasn't. Yeah, it was just like your average toxic relationship. And, you know, I think they're, like, totally cool with it because, you know what, actually, Hamilton has a residency in London, and apparently it's amazing. So. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. Oh, my gosh. Shockingly, so hasn't come to Vegas yet. Actually, I don't know if it has or not. <laughs> Vegas does have... It has, like, a fairly good art scene from what I'm learning. Yeah, yeah and it has a big entertainment scene, obviously. Right, but I'm talking more on the local level. Once they do a Cirque du Soleil version of Hamilton, I'm there. <laughs> I don't know what that would look like. That's what's next, people. But Lin-Manuel Miranda, if you're listening, consider it. <laughs> so, we don't have anything, thankfully, for don't at me moment today. Other than explaining what that means. Do you want to yeah. take this page? The don't at me moment derives from our constantly saying don't at me, which means like don't call us out. And the at symbol is referring to like when you get mentioned on social media. You it's use like a an Twitter thing. Yeah, that was what its origination was. And now like it's pretty much universal. Like on Facebook, if you want to tag somebody and it's not working, you want, you can just do the at sign and then start writing their name and it works. Um, on Instagram, you use it. So yeah, it's a pretty universal thing now, but that's what we mean. So we're joking, of course, when we say don't call us out. 
but it's just a fun way to say that we are defensive. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't have one this week, so that's a plus. Probably because we didn't do any social media for the last one, so people don't even know it's out there. I'm sure once they hear it, they'll be like, oh, wait. Maybe one day we'll, like, pull it and we'll just, like, keep it in our Patreon, you know? And then you people will have missed out. Only my mother-in-law and Paige's mother will be the two listeners. Like I said, this is why we say, hey, mom, at the beginning of every one of these. It's true. I actually looked at our <laughs> analytics, and there were a fair amount of people who listened to it. So, Oh, wow. Go nice. Go. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, I feel like we really just need to take a moment and appreciate our global audience because yes. we have been listened to in several countries, people. I did text Paige to let her know that we are global. (laughs) She was like, if anyone asks, tell them we're global. (laughs) Just want to shout out some countries here. So we have Turkey, Switzerland, Spain, Finland, Guatemala, Brazil, Norway, Slovakia, Ireland, Portugal, New Zealand, (laughs) Israel, Hong Kong, Germany. We have like, we've had a fair amount in the UK, Australia, Canada, Germany, and Hong Kong, and Israel, which is surprising. <laughs> hey! So, that is our explanation of a don't at me moment. Exactly. Our topic of the week is just so on theme with the 4th of July. It is American history lies. Lies! So, all the things that you learn about in school about how amazing America is. We're just going to turn that on its head for you. We're really just trying to appeal to the uh, British Empire with this podcast. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, most of ours are just kind of fine-tuned to things that you learned in elementary school and in middle school, in history class that sort of became ingrained in your mind but were actually incorrect. And they might have just been ingrained in your mind because they were sort of interesting facts but turns out they're not true all lies it's like the germans pretending the holocaust didn't exist (laughs) exactly everything we're about to tell you is on the same level as that (laughs) and don't you forget it okay forget it this is important information and we're about to blow the lid off of this country it's gonna this is gonna it's gonna be big I feel like between this episode and us outing, I just smacked my microphone, so I'm really sorry if that <laughs> caused a loud noise. I'm just very into this, this speech I'm about to give. But yeah, between this episode and us outing the CIA with MK Ultra, we're going to get our citizenship revoked or something. Us, Julian Assange, and that NSA guy are all... Snowden. We're on the outs. Snowden, that's who it was. <laughs> Correct. That means that they're going to make a biopic about us. I wonder who's going to play you. (laughs) Okay. I guess I pick who plays you and you get to pick who plays me. Okay. 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 I know that we're recording, but just like I need a minute to think about this. (laughs) Do you have one in mind for me? I have, yeah. Zoe Deschanel. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) I was going to say Amanda Bynes and I don't know why. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I honestly, with every passing day, I feel more and more like current Amanda Vine, so I get it. Same. I relate to her. I respect her. I do, too. I love it. Okay, I need to think about this for a minute because now, like, the pressure is on because that was funny. Maybe, like, I know this is not funny, but it's, like, for something, for some reason, your facial bone structure to me, Katie Holmes. Okay. Or, yeah, or... My past in Scientology 
Exactly. Dude, I'm obsessed with Scientology. I've said it once. I'll say it again. It it literally blows my mind, and I can't help it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I literally typed in tall, black hair actress. <laughs> <laughs> and Kim Kardashian popped up. <laughs> that's, a, that's the answer I'm sticking with, is that Kim Kardashian <laughs> plays you in our biopic. Okay? Done. I'll take Thanks. it. Thanks. It would be a cast for the ages. I like Can't it. wait. I bet I bet Zoe Zoe and Kim would hang out outside of work. Oh We're yeah, they'd be buddies. The things. Have yeah. you ever have has anyone ever told you that you look like a certain celebrity? No, I really it really hasn't happened for me. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. Yes it has. And this is going to make you die. Okay. I was at Sports Illustrated and I was working on a computer and this one of the women who was in the event planning team came up to my desk and she was like, "Paige, have you seen the woman that is on cover of People magazine? Because People was part of Time Inc. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we always had like all of the Time Inc. magazines everywhere. I was like, no, no. She goes, I just think you look so much like her. And I was like, okay, cool. So I don't know who it is, but I'll, and she's like, I can't remember her name, but I just think you look just like her. So she leaves, fine. And then the next day, the, like we shared a elevator terminal with People and so, like, when it opens up onto people's main bay, it has all of the cover sitting there okay. on, like, front office or, like, in the front entryway. So, the door <laughs> – the next day, the door opens. And you know who's on the cover? Who? Can Mindy I Mindy Kaling. Guess? Yeah. Well, I just said it. <laughs> Did you say Mindy Kaling? Yes. I no. Am, I just, <laughs> yes. I am not – I was like, what? What? <laughs> gave it away the blue eyes. <laughs> The obscenely pale skin. I live in New York City, bitch. I don't see sunlight. Oh my god, that is so funny. It's so bad. It was so funny. So okay, but then fast forward a couple days later, she literally feels the need to come over to my. De- I don't mention this to anybody, by the way. She comes over to my desk and is like, Paige, I just really feel like I need to tell you that I don't know what was wrong with me, and you do not look like Mindy Kaling. <laughs> <laughs> But for five days, I thought I must have had I had some weird resemblance to Mindy Kaling. I mean, I wouldn't be insulted by that, but no, not at all. It was just like, it's just not there. Like it, it was hysterical. I was very confused. I was like, maybe she meant a different cover, but no, she didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get two a lot. I get Kristen Stewart. Oh, that's a good one. And I get Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, I can see that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so funny. And I, I see both of them now, and I'm really sorry I missed the mark by <laughs> giving you Kim Kardashian. I don't know. I'm not really good with the whole celebrity thing. That's what you're known for, not me. I get it. Yeah. Uh, interesting of the week? Yeah. Let's go there. Interesting of the week. All so, right, so our interesting of the yeah, week is it. our own childhood like lies slash myth we believed this was our listener question of the week but we're since we are rambling a lot and we wanted to keep it short we decided to admit those from this week but we will include them next week yeah exactly i mean like we all have lives this week we all have shit going on so yeah so Paige, monica do you want me to go you can go first (laughs) i don't care i've already told you this story but our lovely listeners don't know so i'll act surprised (laughs) thanks (laughs) So when I was little, when I was in kindergarten or – no, just kidding. I know what age I was. I see this is what happens when you have two margaritas at lunch. Um, <laughs> when I was in preschool, 
I was kicked out of three different preschools because <laughs> I had a complete and utter, like, I refused to nap. I refused. I, I would sit, lay down. And I was like, I've always considered myself a pretty good kid, but uh, that was the, that was where I drew the line. Were you pretty high strung? Like, were you really hyper? I'm, I must have been. Like, I think I, I was hyper, but I wasn't crazy. Like, nobody told my parents I needed to be put on meds. Mm-hmm. But uh, they said I talked a lot, which is why I have a podcast now. So here we are. <laughs> Anyways, so I refused to take naps. And um, in Colorado, it is a state law that um, anybody under the age, I believe, of like six needs to lay down for at least an hour a day. Like you can't force a kid to sleep, obviously, but they need to be laying down. I did not know that. That's so funny. Yeah. The only reason I know that is because this is my life. So then I kept getting kicked out of these preschools because they're like, look, this is like against the law. We can't just like have her A, disrupting everybody else's nap time and B, just let her do whatever she wants while everyone else has to abide by the rules. Such a liability from such an early age. I know, I know. And so I don't really have like a lot of memory of being kicked out of the first two, but it's the last one I have memory of because for a while they let me get away with it. And it, like there was like two rooms. One side was for the older kids and one side was for like the smaller, for the littler kids. So it let me just go hang out with the big kids while the other kids were napping, which was awesome. And finally they told my mom, like, yeah, we can't do this. It's just a liability. And I remember being in the room and they're like, it's just, it's just against the law. And I didn't know what the law was. So <laughs> I, in my four or five-year-old head, I imagined that the law was angels that came down and told people what to do. <laughs> And for the longest time until I don't know at what point I got a better grasp of the criminal justice system and and laws and all of that. Um, but yeah, I, I believed that the law was angels for a really long time. And that's just a testament to my Catholic upbringing. Yeah, I was going to say, my, not really a lie, just a complete <laughs> misconception from childhood. I don't know how I overheard this conversation, but... My mom was talking to somebody about prostitutes, which we now call sex workers. But uh, as a kid, Mm -hmm. I heard the word prostitute, didn't know what that meant. So I remember I asked my mom and my parents never really hid anything from me. Like if I had a question, I asked very early on how babies were made and I got the sex talk. (laughs) Bam. It was shocking. I was maybe like six or seven years old. It was shocking. But she didn't, like, explicitly come out and say what a prostitute is. She said that it is a woman who sells her body, okay? So my mind interpreted that as somebody going up to a woman and saying, I want to buy your arm, and then, like, (laughs) cutting off her arm. I honestly thought for the longest time that prostitutes just sold their body parts. And, like, I thought... It was such a morbid thing, not that the prostitute herself sold her body part, but that the person wanted to have just like a random arm. (laughs) What's the point of this? And then as I got older. Prostitutes were wild back then, you know? Yeah, so wild. And then like as I got older and like learned about organs and stuff, I was like, oh, maybe maybe that's what my mom meant is they're like selling a kidney or like part of their liver or something. Mm, They're selling their blood. Yeah. And then three days ago, I found out what they actually do. (laughs) three days ago three days ago yeah yeah i'm a a late bloomer guys (laughs) that was my misconception i think that's a good one just because you can't expect a child to like a six-year-old to understand what selling a body means yeah 
It's such an adult way of saying she's having sex with strangers for money. (laughs) Thank you, Nancy. Thanks, Nancy. It's a holiday week. It's 4th of July. So um, let's start off by talking about another famed American holiday called Thanksgiving. Ooh. Okay. Paige is a mashed potato fiend. Okay. I start dreaming about mashed potatoes at the beginning of November. You know that you can eat mashed potatoes year-round, right? Potatoes are not in season at a certain point. (laughs) Every time I go to the grocery store, there's always an abundance of potatoes. Okay, I love potatoes. I love them in all forms, pretty much, except I'm not the biggest fan of potato salad. But I love potatoes no matter what. And but there's something about mashed potatoes that just really means it's fall and that like Thanksgiving's around the corner. And I love turkey and gravy and I just I don't really like any other Thanksgiving food. I just love a massive plate of just mountains of mashed potatoes and turkey and gravy. Okay, I yep. can get behind that. So other than mashed potatoes, what do you remember from school when you were taught about Thanksgiving? That the Indians and the Pilgrims sat down and the Indians had on really cool feather hats and the Pilgrims had on really cool buckle hats. And <laughs> did you make them out of paper too in class? And like some Hell people yeah, were Pilgrims we and some people were Indians. Is that yeah, still I mean, kosher today? Like do classes still even do that or is that? I don't know. Actually, my kindergarten teacher roommate's here. I can ask her one day. That's Yeah. That would be good to know because I wonder if that kind of borders on cultural appropriation or... That's Just, true. I don't even know. But um, other than that, you know, and that they killed a turkey and broke bread together. So apparently there was no turkey even served during the first Thanksgiving feast. It was deer and vegetables. So we should all be eating venison sausage or something like that. No mashed potatoes. I'm sorry, Paige. <gasps> yeah. <sighs> I remember it as the pilgrims, the Native Americans coming together for this giant feast that was probably even more peaceful than the Thanksgiving table battlegrounds that exist today with your politically incorrect alcoholic relatives. <laughs> Is that just me? <laughs> okay. No, nope. Nope, it's not. Thanksgiving, in actuality, was not an official holiday until Abe the Babe Lincoln made it one in 1863 after the Civil oh. War. Because of this, the timeline of the actual first Thanksgiving is a little wishy-washy. Some evidence points to the first Thanksgiving happening in 1621, and this is the main held belief when pilgrims gathered with the locals to celebrate the fall harvest, and that's when allegedly the locals brought deer that they hunted, and hunting deer was illegal in England, so it was a pretty cool thing for all of these pilgrims to be like, oh, hey, look, we can eat deer. This is why we came here. We came here to eat deer and spread smallpox. (laughs) (laughs) Um, However, evidence kind of falls short on whether the natives were actually invited to partake in the feast. Like They just, like, showed up. (laughs) Right? Here's some deer. Smell you later. (laughs) So the pilgrims were able to establish Plymouth pretty quickly. Because, one, the area was already established. It was set up for a community because the natives lived there and already made it a community. And, two, Mm -hmm. smallpox knocked out the majority of the natives. So there was really, like, no competition. Jeez, so sad. It's awful. It is so awful. After the supposed first Thanksgiving in 1621, the relationship between the settlers and the natives just continued to get worse. In 1637, a settler was found to be murdered. um, And 
there was really no evidence that pointed to the natives killing him. But in retaliation, the settlers burned down the natives' village. It killed over 500 people in what is now known as the Pequot Massacre. After the massacre, William Bradford, who was the governor of Plymouth, wrote, The next 100 years, every Thanksgiving day ordained by a governor was in honor of the bloody victory, thanking God that the battle had been won. <laughs> so we're, so what, like, we're really celebrating is massacring a bunch of Indians and not breaking bread. It's a celebration of genocide. Oh, great. Don't ruin Thanksgiving for me. <laughs> well, okay, and then... Many, many years later, almost 200 years later, is when, like I said, Abraham Lincoln declared it an official holiday after the Civil War to kind of celebrate those victories more so. So uh, we're not going to, I'm not going to ruin Thanksgiving for you. I just think it's good to, you know, stay woke. But we celebrate it for a very different reason nowadays. It's true. I mean, and it's always good to be thankful. Enjoy those mashed potatoes and just know that. We did super suck. There was some genocide. Well, thanks for half ruining Thanksgiving for me. You're welcome. I'm not going to give you any. Once we do the potato famine, it'll fully ruin Thanksgiving (laughs) for you. Okay, I have strong thoughts on the potato famine. But anywho, I mean, if if there was a way that you were going to get me, that would be it. That would be it, yeah. (laughs) You got to get me through the the taters. I love them. My presentation is on. <laughs> make a poster board too. Yeah, it's like one of those trifolds. Um, mine is on. The father of all forefathers. The man with the Revolutionary War plan. The guy who put the wood in wooden teeth. No. I'm talking about George Washington. Daddy Washington. <laughs> daddy Washington, the daddy of the granddaddy of them all. The daddy is daddy. Now, George Washington could be arguably the most famous president of all. And because of this, he has countless false facts drilled into our minds um, that have essentially been there since we were babies. Um, So the first one, which I think is like, it's going to be, the first one is derails the first George Washington story I know. And that is the cherry tree. Did he not cut it down? I just ate so many cherries by the way <sighs> i love cherries so much uh now a young george washington was famously said to have chopped down his father's cherry tree with a hatchet when his father learned of this he confronted his son and washington allegedly said famously i cannot tell a lie blah 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 <laughs> could you imagine a child saying that nowadays no put them in a psych ward <laughs> Right? I'm like, oh, this feels sociopathic, honestly. Um, So this story was entirely made up and was done so to promote George Washington's virtuous nature. So our elected officials is actually like what differentiated us from the rest of the world from the very beginning. And it was important that such a young country had men running, running it that deserved to be running it. Not because they were born into it, but because they were actually elected and they were elected because they were so full of virtue and goodwill and, you know, earned it. And I just find this hilarious because now most politicians come from pre-privileged backgrounds and oftentimes don't have uh, the greatest of pasts. So, you know. True. We've come a long way, America. Really come a long way. And then, like, 
don't even get me started. Like everybody else in the world. I mean, most pl- countries in this world are free, so we, I don't want to go there. But anyways, I don't <laughs> go there, Paige. It's a weird, it's a weird day. Um, I mean, we gotta fill up our "Don't at Me" segment somehow. I know, right? <laughs> so, anyways, uh, the second lie that we were told about George Washington was that he had wooden teeth. What were they made of instead? Let me guess. They were made guess. of, I don't know, rubber. <laughs> what if it's no? It's like the plastic Halloween teeth. Oh yeah, and they no. glow in the I dark, mean, like the vampire fangs. <laughs> Even those are more comfortable in compa- comparison to what they actually were. Ooh, so it wasn't actually real teeth either. No, well, okay. So it has been said that the first president of the United States had wooden teeth, um, and that sounds super dry and painful, but it was actually way worse. George Washington was said to have been a victim of dental issues from his very early 20s and eventually resulted in all of his teeth being pulled out. Oh. Uh, yeah. At this time, dentures were pretty primitive, and while it may have looked like George Washington had wooden teeth, they're actually made out of a mix of human teeth, horse and cow teeth, as well as, right, as well as ivory and lead tin alloy, and then a few more things that just seemed, like, gravely toxic. Are they just putting all these random things together to make it look like dentures, or are they all, like... (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's pretty gross. There's actually, like, a picture on it. So one of my, where I got most of this information is from mountvernon.org, which is where George Washington lived. And they have on display there a pair of his dentures and they are horrifying. Wow. They look so horribly painful. It's unreal. I bet he really liked mashed potatoes too. Yeah, because he could, he could eat it without his teeth frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, so the color of the dentures probably looked similar to wood because they were often stained by different food and drinks and they weren't they didn't have like enamel on them to uh, sort of ward off those stains like ours do. Oh, yeah. And those are a few lies about our good old granddaddy, George Washington. Thank you. Yeah. U.S. presidents are going to be a common theme in this episode, so... <laughs> I mentioned him once already. We're going to go back to Abe the Babe Lincoln. (laughs) I always call him that, and I don't know why. And I feel like after learning more about him, I probably shouldn't. It's because he's a vampire slayer. (laughs) Actually, that's not true, Paige. I found that out. Uh, I was going to lead with that. (laughs) Thank you. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. I really was hoping that he was the 18th century's Buffy, but here we are. Yeah, unfortunately, there were a lot of historical inaccuracies in that movie. (laughs) Dang it. Uh, In middle school, fun fact, I got a concussion. And the doctor was asking me a bunch of questions to assess my memory to figure out how bad the concussion was. And one of them was who was the 16th president of the United States. And when you're asked that completely out of the blue with a head injury... It's kind of hard to think of it on the spot. That's true. I would have a serious hard time with that, I think. Yeah. I did eventually get there, but it took me a while to get there, so. <laughs> and they're like, she's concussed. She's. Send her home. Send her home. I mean, I feel <laughs> Send like. Send her back into the game. What do they say on my favorite murder? Return them if they get a head injury. <laughs> <laughs> Send them back. Send them back. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if I became a serial killer. I've had a lot of head injuries. Yeah, well. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> when, I guess when I was a toddler, my mom was at Target, and I was in the shopping cart, and I stood up in the shopping cart when my mom had mm-hmm. her back turned to me, 
and it slipped to the shopping cart. And it Wait, landed on so my head. Wait, so I get what slipped it? Oh, you slipped. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't I don't think I flipped. I think I flipped out of the shopping cart, which makes more sense for, like, a small child. <laughs> Unless I was a huge small child, but I don't think I was. I think it was pretty average size. But, yeah, I landed on my head and caused a huge scene at Target. They wanted to call an ambulance, but my mom was like, no, no ambulances. Nancy's so, like, I can't talk to CSS again. Yeah. Don't call an ambulance. <laughs> I was very injury prone as a child that I was asked on several occasions if my parents were not so kind to me at home. They were. They were very nice to me at home. But so funny. yeah. Nancy's but. like, they're already asking too many questions. Yeah. Get me out of here. <laughs> so who knows? I probably could have had like a horrible head injury. I probably could have gone to Harvard, but because of that injury just wasn't gonna happen for me anyway uh so yeah abraham lincoln that's my intro 16th president of the united states so it's been a long time since my history lesson days but i do remember learning that he was the president who abolished slavery and in fact he is commonly referred to as the great emancipator Mm. sorry i'm just laughing because for some reason it just sounds dirty but i don't know why (laughs) okay i was thinking that too like the more i said the word (laughs) emancipator Emancipator. it just sounds sexual that great emancipator four score and seven years ago (laughs) okay anyways tell me some more about bad dad bad dad bad daddy lincoln Mm -hmm. yep so he thought slavery was morally wrong but the problem was that slavery was sanctioned by the Constitution. So he had a very hard time because as president, you're bound by the Constitution. And if the Constitution Mm -hmm. allows slavery, what the hell are you supposed to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So in 1854, Lincoln gave a three-hour-long speech that included his stance on slavery. He talked about how he opposed it, but didn't know what to do about it politically. He didn't really have a strong opinion on on abolishing it, just thoroughly disproved of it. Um, During his first inaugural speech, Lincoln even said that he had no purpose directly or indirectly to interfere with slavery in the states where it exists. Liar! Yeah. (laughs) So if Lincoln were a true abolitionist, he wouldn't have cared about what the Constitution said. Even at the beginning of the Civil War, Lincoln said the conflict was about preservation of the Union versus the abolition of slavery. But people do change their tune. Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't until the second year of the war after slaves joined the northern armies invading the south that Lincoln saw abolition as a military strategy and the morally correct path, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So later Mm -hmm. that year is when he made the preliminary Emancipation Proclamation, which then made the Civil War a fight for human freedom versus Union preservation. So because the Emancipation Proclamation would have no constitutional validity after the war, the 13th Amendment was then drafted and then passed by a two-thirds vote. So with all of that said, Lincoln did change his tune. He became more about human freedom and actually changed the Constitution to reflect that. However, he didn't believe in racial equality in the general sense that we believe it nowadays. So during an Illinois mm-hmm. Senate debate with his opponent, Stephen Douglas, Lincoln was accused of supporting Negro equality. My God! <laughs> Blasphemy! Blasphemy I is think right. that's hilarious because that's what you bring up nowadays, so that your opponent wins, not so your opponent loses. 
but then they still win and you don't understand anything. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So Lincoln clarified his his position by stating, I will say then that I am not nor ever have been in favor of bringing about in any way the social and political equality of the white and black races. So in a quote that I pulled directly from history.com, he opposed blacks having the right to vote, to serve on juries, to hold office, and to intermarry with whites. What he did believe was that, like all men, blacks had the right to improve their condition in society and to enjoy the fruits of their labor. In this way, they were equal to white men, and for this reason, slavery was inherently unjust. These beliefs did, however, evolve with Lincoln throughout his time in office, and in his last speech ever, he argued in favor for a limited black suffrage. So basically, blacks who fought for the Union should have the right to vote, was his Mm. belief. Lincoln also believed in colonization after the abolishment of slavery. So this means... He didn't think blacks and whites could coexist. So mm-hmm. he thought it was in everyone's best effort, both black and white, if all of the blacks were sent to Central America to go colonize Central America. Wow, that's pretty pretty fucked up. But yeah. Baby steps, you know, it's all about baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> we're still not there, but right? we're better. He's not woke. Um, he has, you, you can kind of see his eyes flickering behind his lids, but he is not woke. Mm-mm. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that's Abe's and not so Babe Lincoln. Got it. So he wasn't the racial equalist that we all think of him, but he, right. He got the ball rolling. He had some ghosts in his closet. And some vampires. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Uh you can tell when I was doing my research, I wasn't like I'm quite all there. I was my eyes were like falling because I was like sitting on a comfortable couch when I was doing this. And so I said my first the very first thing I wrote is Christopher Columbus. Um, it looks like cannabis from where I'm sitting right now. cannabis. If only he had known that it wasn't the gold he should be looking for, it was the green. I feel like the Johnny Appleseed thing, in hundreds of years, children are going to be talking about Christopher Cannabis, and he's going to be this mythical creature who planted marijuana seeds everywhere after <laughs> after it was no longer illegal. Instead, that's just Willie Nelson. Um, <laughs> Respect. <laughs> Okay, okay, so as previously kind of mentioned, mine is Christopher Columbus, and I don't know what that intro was. But this was what the intro was supposed to be, so maybe Annika will cut this, maybe she'll keep it, and keep that fun accent I just came up with. I kind of liked it. Known for sailing the ocean blue in 19... Fuck! 1492? (laughs) I'm dyslexic, I'm allowed to fuck that up. Okay. Known (laughs) for sailing the ocean blue in 1492... The alleged inventor of the smallpox blanket and proud owner of Columbus Day, which some of us now call Indigenous People Day. We are talking about Christopher Columbus. Thank you so much. I feel like I'm going to want to announce everybody this way from now on. Can you? Like an announcer. I like it. Now, this once beloved figure has fallen on hard times as of late. Sure has. For decades, we attributed the discovery of Americas to him. We applauded his entrepreneurship and even went as far as to say that he proved that the world was not flat. All of these are wrong. (laughs) Aren't there more flat earthers around today than there were in the 1400s? It seems like it. (laughs) Only because it's headline worthy. Yeah. So Christopher Columbus, these are just like a few lies, you know. I have three lies um, from about Christopher Columbus. 
there's like a whole lot of dirty laundry there that's kind of hard to get into. So these are just the three that I picked because they're sort of go against what we were taught growing up. Christopher Columbus never believed that he discovered the Americas. In fact, he pretty much refused to accept the idea that he had discovered a new continent altogether. Really? To him? He seems like the yeah. kind of stand-up guy who would 100% be like, <laughs> yeah, I did that. Well, I peed on it. It's mine. His mission was to find a new path into Asia, and that's what he accomplished in his own head. It wasn't a new continent because that was just a whole other thing. They couldn't even fathom that another continent could exist, honestly. What's west of... (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Westeros. So to him, he just thought he had found a new passageway into Asia that avoided the even then turbulent Middle East. Huh. Um, Yeah, so that was... he, He never really accepted that it was you know a whole other continent and he died not knowing another lie that we were told was that he was a great entrepreneur in fact he was a terrible businessman his refusal to understand native cultures led to the horrifying death and ending of several settlements in the new americas he thought these settlements could survive off of bartering with local villages only for him to leave and the settlers to discover locals had no interest in trading for their goods they the settlers would starve or would go on suicidal missions to raid local villages who were very much well protected and ready for these raids. Huh. Uh, and this happened on more than one occasion. It's not like he learned from his mistakes. It kept happening. So he's just shit at negotiating. Yeah. I mean, he would just like, he, he just refused to understand that there are other cultures at play that didn't barter for gold because they didn't give a fuck about it. And... Instead, he and so he would just be like, "Oh yeah, just barter some gold with the natives, and that's how you're gonna maintain the settlement." And it didn't work that way. And then my third lie was: it was pretty well known in 1492 that the Earth was indeed not flat, and almost no one expected Columbus to fall off the edge of the Earth when he passed her on the horizon. <laughs> it's a nice story, though. <laughs> Um, instead, there was just limited knowledge of what was between oceans and how big they were and how much of the earth was actually covered in it. And that's it. All right. So Christopher Columbus, terrible businessman. Um, and it also says, so here's one that I didn't want to get into because I could literally do an entire episode about genocide and, you know, the mass murdering of native people. The articles I was looking at, it's like Christopher Columbus actually really liked ruling over native people because that meant he got to tax them and then he got to you know, feel more important. So he had no interest in actually killing them. He he didn't find pleasure in it. He wasn't a sociopath. Yeah, exactly. He was just like, he was just a bad leader. Um, so did he advocate for, you know, saving the lives of natives? Absolutely not. But he wasn't going out of his way to, to murder them. He thought he most, he, because, you know, he was such a terrible businessman, he found most of their value in trading them into slavery in Europe. That's almost more terrifying. It's almost worse, 100%, but he didn't want them to die. Right. But he, like, didn't, doesn't seem to have cared that they did die. No, exactly. To, to him, it was, you know, just, like, another, another dime a dozen. Yeah. Man, yeah, there's a lot. There, so much in American history is presented in... Uh, such a like a kid friendly way when there's like there's a whole dark side to U.S. history that is just not even touched oh, yeah. on. 
And it's like that for everybody. It's not just us. Like, it, you know, in order for things to get done, a lot of times terrible things has to happen. Oh, yeah. But it's. I was even going to say at the beginning of this episode that you're exempt from having to do any research on it because you already did that in our first episode on Pocahontas. <laughs> Yay, she has her comeback. <laughs> That's right. The Pocahontas comeback. Mm-hmm. Mark it mm-hmm. right now, guys. July 4th. This is probably not going to go out July 4th. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> week of July 4th. 2019. <laughs> a lot of these lies we were told it's in order to sugarcoat some terrible parts of history. Yeah, that, definitely. You know, some things lead to better things, and other things just lead us to believe that we're greater than we are. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still okay to be patriotic, in my opinion. Still okay to be patriotic. Just don't be like nationalist. Yeah, don't be a nationalist for sure. And if you don't know the difference, look it up. Google that shit, <laughs> please. Because yeah. nationalism's not great. Patriotism, nope. yes. God bless America, all that jazz, sure. But, I mean, also be accepting of your neighbor and invite everybody to your uh, – not everybody, but you know what I mean. Invite your neighbors to 4th of July. If you don't know them that well, if they're foreign, this is a Mm -hmm. holiday for everybody. Even my cousins who live in England, I want to wish you guys a happy 4th of July. (laughs) We've come full circle. (laughs) I don't know why we're calling out England so much on this. I guess it's just because a lot of our stories had to do with, you know. With the English. Colonial times. Normally, this is where we tell you guys what our next subject's going to be. Um, we haven't we thought don't know. that far But ahead. you know what? Here's something for ad-libbing. Why don't you guys tell us? Why don't yeah. you message us and tell us what you want us to cover? We're not out of ideas. I do want to No, we're not out of ideas. That. We have like a five-page long Google Doc with all of our ideas in it, but... Yeah. We just kind of want to hear what you guys have to say, because this episode was actually a listener's suggestion. Yeah. And the last, the PR episode was actually a listener's suggestion, too, which is really funny, because Paige and I both did PR for a living, and neither of us came up with that idea. So, uh, yeah. Tell us all your thoughts. Not all your thoughts, but, like, (laughs) your relevant thoughts. Yes. So, you know, feel free to let us know. And if you don't, well, we'll just decide for you. Exactly. And no complaining. No complaining. All right, guys. But thanks for listening. I hope you learned something about your country today. Thank and you, if you're one of our global you. listeners. Yeah, if you're not from the U.S., but you sat through this entire episode. <laughs> looking at you, Israel. Thank you. Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Yep. We love you. Israel. The several downloads that we've had from the U.K., apologies. We still love you. <laughs> it's all in good fun. Thank you, guys. Keep it interesting. Thank you. And enjoy your week and drink lots of beer and booze. And, and be careful with your explosives, guys. Yes. It's like one of careful. the top busiest days in ERs. Oh, and then also, <laughs> fun fact, you guys will have probably already blown everything up by this point. If you guys have dogs that are very sensitive to noises like I do, apparently if you play war movies really, really loud, they're fine. It'll drown out the noise of the fireworks and they don't react to gunshots on war movies. Fun fact of the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, Thanks we're done. We, we're we're over this. Yeah. Thanks, we're guys. out. <laughs> Bye. Love ya. Bye.